Hello everyone, welcome to the Simply Nikki Show. In today's episode, I will be doing a review of the Netflix series on Naomi Osaka documentary that is now on Netflix. Naomi Osaka documentary came out July 16th and it only has three episodes. It's a limited series. Naomi Osaka is a worldwide international tennis player. She is 23 years old and won four major Grand Slams. Her father is Haitian and her mother is Japanese. She moved to the United States at three years old in California. Her mom back in Japan, when she had Naomi Osaka, she had to work overtime or sleep in her car, and that is what drove Naomi to do tennis. She has been ranked number one by the Women's Tennis Association and is the first Asian player to hold the top ranking in singles. Now, I just watched Naomi Osaka's documentary, all three episodes today, and let me tell you, I am even more amazed by her talent, by her spirit, by what she exudes as a tennis player and how much she puts in every time. And when I was watching it, just the documentary, like going through her life and everything from start to finish or just Everything she has done so far is just like a wow, you know, like starting playing tennis at three years old with her sister, like, and her sister and her look just alike to me, honestly. And you can tell that Naomi has this, this work, workaholic drive, you know what I mean? Like she always puts her all into everything and the way she be hitting the tennis balls and the way her arm just how fast she hits the ball and the speed of her her you know her hit is so fast you know like 104 miles per hour you know at 23 years old and it reminded me because I am a tennis player lover to the fullest that's like one of my favorite sports um because I also play it on the Wii the Wii game, when it first came out, and I still play, I still have it to this day, and I still played it as a form of exercise and a form of just happiness to get my mind off everything. And it's good for the mind, body, and soul, also the exercise, and that's just tennis and boxing on the Wii game, on Wii Sports is my favorite. And Naomi Osaka reminds me of Serena Williams and Venus Williams playing in tennis and how they started out so young as well you know at a young age um in Compton California and you can tell she gets her drive from her mom and father very much you know and how she always wants to do her best and when as I was watching it you can see that Naomi, you know, puts a lot of pressure on herself. And I can definitely understand that that ideal of perfectionism that we that label we put on ourselves and also what we exude to the world that we're always gonna win every little thing. And you think that your hard work that you put in will pay off and a lot of times 
It's not that your hard work does not pay off. It's just that you're human and that you're going to mess up. And I just kept thinking that as I was watching, like, it's okay, Naomi, you're going to mess up. Like, you can tell her eyes, like, she, she be, she's like, she seems sad a lot. And I was just, I was just thinking, like, please, like, I hope she's doing counseling because she kept saying how you can see that she has anxiety, which everybody around the world has it, you know, it's even more heightened through the, now than it was before. But before it was probably hidden and now it was just exacerbated across the world, you know, with everything going on and the weight of technology on your shoulders and everybody knowing you, everybody knowing every little part of you, everybody following your every move and that you can't do anything wrong you know and you can tell that Naomi um gets you know has this mindset that like she always says in the documentary that she she comes to win that she tells her team she's gonna come to win and I'm gonna say this too like as she was saying it as I was watching the documentary I'm just like that's not a good mentality. That's not a good mentality to go around thinking when you step on that field, you're going to you're going to win. And that's not the case. You can only put in what you can. Something's going to mess up your day. You can literally be in the back room or the locker room or coming on the set of the field and someone messes up your day or um you get a bad news or whatever the case may be like i was hearing the tournament you know correspondents and commentators kept saying oh you know she's this greatest of all time and you know oh she she messed up on that throw or she messed up on that that hit or you know they're deducting points on this and i couldn't imagine like her hearing all this like now, before technology, like when Serena and Venus was playing, like, you had to read it in the press, you know, the newspapers or not. Now that it's technology, now you can't escape because, like, as soon as you go back to your hotel room, you're going to see it on television or you're going to see it on YouTube or you're going to see it on social media. Someone's going to make sure they remind you of your downfalls. And as I was thinking, like, yes, Naomi, like, you're doing great. You shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself. You're only 23 years old. You have your whole life ahead of you. You know, and plus, life is short. Every time she messed up, she she was just sad. And I understand the up and down roller coaster of emotion because look how society is. It shows us on social media, on the internet, of this perfectionist. Like, nobody goes through any hurt. Nobody goes through any pain. Nobody goes through any letdowns or any um, no's or failures. Um, and that's just not the case. You know what I mean? So, she's great at what she does. I just pray that she has, you know, mental health counselors. On standby, just like I seen her with her boyfriend, rapper Corday, on the show as well. And how he, you know, encouraged her, how her massage therapist encouraged her. Everybody encouraged her, which is great, right? And 
it seems like she has a great support system, and I just hope that she can also look for um, mental health counselor because you can tell that she's shy when she does interviews. And I just don't understand, like, certain people, I can understand why she this year decided that she does not want to do interviews. It heightens your anxiety. Because they think, oh, well, she plays is good. I mean, just because someone exudes a certain behavior on stage, on whatever field or whatever industry or whatever career they're in, does not mean that they're that way off stage. And you can tell that she's very shy, very quiet to herself. And a lot of times when reporters and journalists be asking some stupid questions and redundant questions just like, why you know and you can tell through the documentary that she was it was showing her up and downs you know which was good like yes I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna get back up I may cry or I may you know throw my racket on the ground or I may scream out loud or I may um ball up and just walk away or take some time off or you know just different things she did that I'm glad that they documented every step you know that she was going through and this documentary is also executive produced by none other than lebron james i mean lebron james been really putting his name on things lately i mean kudos to him right um you know leading the way for um, the younger athletes and they even showed a part which broke my heart was when kobe bryant god rest his soul um, in 2019, went to one of her um, women's open tennis uh, overseas one time, and he was there, and then her boyfriend, rapper Corday, was there, and how he was encouraging her and saying nice things to her. And then that next year, 2020, you know, we lost the giant, the great um, Kobe Bryant, and she was sad about that, and she documented that on her cell phone, and showed a picture of her and Kobe Bryant on her home screen phone, and how she wished she would have said, talked to him more about certain things she was feeling about her career, what not, just getting advice from him, and how she doesn't want to mess up moving forward, and how she want to make, make him proud, and I think she she has done that already, ready because she found her voice even when she felt like she didn't have one um earlier this year she started wearing masks with um seven souls that we then lost to police brutality like Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Elijah McCain, Breonna Taylor, so and so on, George Floyd like she had war their names on her mask to protest without saying too much, but still put her voice and her stamp of, you know, I take a stand and I, I care, you know, protesting her own right. And I think it was a smart way to do it. And I like how she, you know, answered to the reporter, like, you know, when a reporter asked her when she won um, her Grand Slam, what was her reasoning for, you know, showing and demonstrating her solidarity with the souls that we lost from police brutality. And she said, I don't know. You asked me how you feel about it, you know. 
she feels that she's doing a great thing, you know. And I like how she stands up for herself. A lot of people, even some haters out there, have tried her, wondering why she's at the Tokyo Olympics right now. Because they thought that she wasn't going to be there, even though she said she didn't want to do interviews. I like that she's taking control of her mental health. And I feel like the sports world and all around should really care about that. Because no one stood up there for Serena Williams. Yeah, I'm going there because y'all really been trying my girl Serena for a long time. And I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate Serena, my girl. Actress, um, sports illustrator, all around, entrepreneur, everything, right? And y'all be picking at her just like y'all... Ever since Naomi rose to fame, y'all been doing the same thing. Just picking at her. Oh, why why she always do everything for her Haitian and African, you know, descent side? Why she don't never stand up for her Japanese people? It's like, why should she have to pick a side? Just like she said in the documentary, people don't understand nationality versus, you know, ethnic or race, like I think it's just one combust of things, and it's not. And and you shouldn't tell somebody which side to choose. That's really disrespectful and distasteful to say somebody to ch- pick your identity, choose who you want to be today. When both sides are people love her. I mean, people have so many billboards and thing great things to say in a documentary about her. She has a Naomi Osaka Foundation in Haiti. Like, different things. She she puts her name print where she, where she believes should be at. She don't pick a side. Y'all need to start making people pick a side. Y'all need to start respecting people all around. And that goes for all the reporters, all the naysayers and haters of her. Because it's like if a person has a drop of black or African descent in them, y'all just go crazy. And y'all just pick, pick, pick. And it's not cool. And the sports world and the Olympics are cruel for for making her pay a fine for not wanting to participate in interviews. Which I understand is part of the part of the package that you have to interview after games. But I'm glad she took a stand because she cares about herself. Because somebody should. Because it's not just about throwing a ball back and forth. And giving you guys whatever you need and not give her something that she needs. Yes, she's she comes with partnership deals and endorsements. But when does her health all around matter? Because you guys don't. And that's what I love about Naomi. You know, we should really pay attention to when someone says enough is enough. I matter, you know. And it shouldn't just be Naomi, it should be all 
around the board. No one should be selective on who should matter or who who shouldn't, you know. And that's why I love this documentary. It was really short, but it was to the point, you know. And really stood for some. You could see how much she cares because she also uplifts other athletes and people in her field, like Coco, the 17-year-old now tennis player from Atlanta, Georgia. Like, she is bad, okay? Like, she is that girl. All of these girls are. Like, how she was uplifting her and encouraging her not to cry that you are great. You know, that's what we need to see more in this crazy, toxic world we we living in. So, yeah, that's my thoughts about the documentary. Check it out on Netflix. It's a limited series, so please watch it now. And you can follow me. At Simply Nikki Podcast, you can find me on Google Search at S I M P L Y N I C K I E Podcast at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and Spotify, and many more. You can also follow me on my social media platforms at Nikki Podcast, all lowercase N I C K I E P O D C A S T on. Instagram, Facebook. You can also find me on Tumblr at Conversations with Nikki. You can also check out my poems and poetry on Wattpad by searching Shanika Kid. S H E A N I K A K I D D. That's where I put all my poems and poetry and stuff at. So you guys check me out. Thank you for listening to the Simply Nikki Show. Tune in every week. Share and tell friends all around the globe that's listening that you don't want to miss it. Peace.